This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Around the Dial, your one-stop shop for sports talk's best moments every day. Here's your host, CBS Sports Radio's Damon Amendolara. Welcome inside Around the Dial, the best in your sports talk for Tuesday, May the 14th. I'm your host, D.A. Tonight, the fortunes of multiple NBA franchises change in the blink of an eye. If you win tonight's NBA draft lottery, you get the prize of all prize, Zion Williamson. If you are hoping for him and you don't, you are left sulking out of the night and into the deep, dark sky. So who ends up winning the Zion sweepstakes? And what is his true potential at the next level? Let's begin with college basketball analyst for ESPN, Fran Fraschilla, who joined Bull and Fox on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. The Cavaliers have a shot at that number one pick. Years ago, that was LeBron James. They've had some wins. They've had some losses. Kyrie Irving was a number one pick. Anthony Bennett was a number one pick. Yikes. So where does Zion fall on the chart of surefire stardom and potential bust? Here's Frischilla on his star potential. If the Cavs get Zion, we're going to be celebrating Wednesday like they want a playoff game. Yes. And even if they end up two, and you know whoever they end up taking it to is probably going to be a really good player, but it's still going to feel like a huge disappointment. Is that fair, and how good is Zion going to be? Well, I don't think it's fair because I know that Colin Sexton is, you know, on the roster and, you know, from what I can tell, had a, you know, an up and down rookie year, you know, some bright moments, uh, some not so bright moments. But uh, I think John Morant is nearly in the same boat as, as Zion. I really do. Uh, we've seen drafts where Sam Bowie went one and Michael Jordan went three. Uh, Greg Oden yep. went one and Kevin Durant went two. And I think we're looking at this kind of scenario again this year in my opinion. Now, Zion is a transcendent player. Um, I, I, no, one, no one at the college level has taken my breath away, at least athletically, since Shaq. Not that there haven't been great players like KD and Carmelo, guys like that, but this kid is a force of nature. Um, he was clearly the best player in the country going back to last August when I watched him on a, on a, a Canadian tour that Duke made. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, I think he's, I hate to say it, it's crazy to say this because LeBron's going to end up one of the three greatest players of all time. But this kid, I think, you know, is probably more physically imposing than LeBron was. Um, the knee, the knee's a concern if, if only a minor one, but elite athlete, powerful, great defensively. Um, he's getting to the rim in the NBA because of the rules. Uh, he's going to be on Sports Center most every night, and most importantly, for a franchise like Cleveland, he plays the game with a smile. And I think he's going to be a very engaging young man, uh, and will go number one. Uh, you know, no matter who has that pick, in my opinion. 
But you feel like if the Cavs get the number two pick, it would be a huge mistake to not take Jean Morant because I do. Yeah. I really do because in this day and age, listen, I saw Colin Sexton in college. He's going to be a good pro. But, um, you know, when I look at uh, – just take a look at the uh, – I don't know, you know, Trailblazers' backcourt seems to coexist pretty well, right? C.J. McCollum and, yep. yeah. and, uh, and, and Dame Willard, those two guys. In fact, we didn't even – many people who don't follow the NBA don't realize – didn't realize until yesterday how good C.J. McCollum was. So I think you take the best player available if you're if you're Kobe Altman. And and uh, in my mind, of course, you know what do I know? I'm just another one of a thousand basketball experts that uh, can be right or wrong. But uh, you know, there's something about John Morant that tells me you know perennial All Star, Westbrook type player. And uh, listen, when Jerry West tells tells you that he might be the best player in this draft. Wow. which he made that comment about a month ago. That says a lot. But uh, I, if it's me with the number two pick, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking. I'm going to use the five or ten minutes, but I'm taking John Moran. To me, Zion Williamson comes into the NBA not only as a marketing machine because everybody knows who he is and millions have been following him on social media since his high school days, but I think that you get a much better basketball player than anybody originally assumed coming into his one year of college basketball. Most people assumed this was just a dunker, a freak athlete that was jamming over high schoolers that weren't even worthy of being on the same court with him athletically. But what we saw in his one year at Duke was he has a tremendous sense of who's on the floor with him. He's got spatial sense. He's got an automatic explosion near the rim, but he also knows how to pass and distribute. He also understands rebounding angles and positioning in that way. Obviously, he could use much better shooting technique, but that could come. What I think we realized was he's not just a dunker. He was the best basketball player in college last year. Everybody is fighting for the right at Zion but there's also another guy, John Morant, who could go at number two that a lot of teams are very excited about. The Atlanta Hawks already have a young core led by Trey Young, and they actually could have two top-end first-round draft picks tonight. Here is their GM, Travis Schlink, who joined 92.9 The Game in Atlanta with the morning show, John and Hugh. Travis, notwithstanding the fact that obviously getting the number one pick would be the gigantic win of the night. Setting that aside, what do you consider a win tonight? Um, you know, I, I think for us, you know, having the possibility of having two picks in the top ten, you know, wherever they may be, uh, that that would be, a, would be pretty exciting for us and give us a lot of optionality. So I think as we can, you know, I think we have the 76% chance to keep the ninth pick, you know, Dallas' pick, so... If we could do that, that'd be great. And if we, if we can move up with ours, you know, that, that'd also be exciting as well. Isn't it amazing what they've done? And credit to the NBA, Travis Schlenk, in making uh, uh, an otherwise dry event, must-see TV in terms of ping-pong balls or, or, you know, just cards or whatever they're going to do. It doesn't seem like it's exciting TV. But, boy, everybody involved, at least the teams that are involved, are all going to be glued to the television. Yeah, uh, they made a really good change, I think, in the process last year. You know, they used to have this in New York, and the only people that would show up would, you, you know, be the representative you saw on television. You know, maybe, maybe a few owners, uh, but they moved it here to Chicago, and so now you have, you have all 
you know, all the owners show up. Obviously, you have all the general managers. They have all the players there that are actually going to be in the lottery. So it just it gives it a lot more buzz uh, because there's so many more people involved in the process in the room. So I think it was a really wise change by the NBA to move it here to Chicago during the pre-draft camp. And then to change the odds and the way the draft lottery itself is done so that you have three teams at the top who have an equal chance at that number one pick and you have so many teams that have a legitimate chance to make the, the number one pick. It makes it for very uh, nerve-wracking television, and especially in a year where there is a guy who has, like you've said, separated himself, and everybody's sitting on pins and needles wondering where that particular player might end up playing. Yeah, no, it, it'll, be, it'll be stressful for sure. Um, you know, I remember last year when, uh, you know, we, we had the fourth pick, but, you know, they keep the, the last three teams and they put them up there uh, and start going one by one. It, it, it gets exciting for sure. So, uh, you know, we're hoping for some for good luck tonight and hopefully we'll be able to have a celebratory dinner afterwards. A lot of nerves tonight from a lot of people. This is going to be a, a hand-wringing moment for a lot of guys and gals. What do you do to calm yourself down? Do you, uh, do you see, are you going to be in the room? Or are you going to just, uh, you're going to watch on TV outside the room? How are you going to handle it? Uh, uh, no, I'll be there. I'm, I'm a pretty laid-back guy to begin with. I don't really get too wired up about things I can't control. Um, but, no, I'll be there. Um, obviously, Tony Wrestler and his family will be there as well. Certainly, Jamie will be there on stage for us, and uh, a few other staff members will be there. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be exciting. It is, it's you know, obviously a, a huge day for the franchise, and, you know, like you said, if we get lucky, it'll be great for the city. It'll be great for the fans. Um, so, uh, you know, we're just, we're just hopeful that the ping pong balls bounce our way. The Atlanta Hawks have always dealt with an irrelevance because they never had the super, super duper stars since Dominique Wilkins. But when they had Neek, the Hawks were must watch television. And since then they've had some good teams. They've had some good players to Kimmy Mutombo and Steve Smith as part of a playoff team more recently They were a one seed of the Eastern Conference, ultimately losing to LeBron of the Conference Finals. But they have not had the I gotta see him night in, night out. And that's what Zion would bring to the table. Add him to a roster with Trey Young. And now suddenly you have really interesting pieces coming together within the ATL and the Dirty Dirty, the Dirty South, if you will. But everybody wants Zion, and New York Knicks fans have been salivating for him all season. The Knicks, again, a team that has not won the lottery since 1985 when Patrick Ewing was the prize possession. And so with the Lakers being a bleep show and the Knicks being a terrible organization, does the NBA hope that Zion lands in New York? Here's the Big Bad Morning Show in a decidedly non-New York place, Baltimore, a 105-7 the game. Give me your plea to the NBA to make this happen for you tonight. Well, this I'm trying to make it not about me. No, you have to. Make it about you. <laughs> but I'm well, let me let me lie a little bit. I think it's just really important that the Knicks get the number one overall pick and get Zion Williamson and perhaps get who knows if they're going to get KD or whatever. But I just think it's good for the National Basketball Association when the, the old school teams are relevant. And the Knicks have been relevant a long time. And I just think, that, you know, everything goes with them. Madison Square Garden, 
the history of the Knicks. Um, it's just, you know, all the things that, that, that make it a uh, – you talk to Patrick Ewing. You ever go to, if you go to the Garden now, they have icons from the hockey and basketball teams, you know, all around the outside of the Garden in life-size um, posters mm-hmm. and quotes from them about how different it is to play there, how diff- what it means to be a Nick. And I just think it's good for the the game. And I think if the Knicks were good, people would love to see, you know, Nick Celtics be you know powerful in the East. I just think it's it's more interesting. The I mean, NBA Toronto needs maybe, New York. They need New York. They need New York. Toronto's a great team, but I don't think people care as much about the Raptors. I think they would care about the Knicks, even if they hate New York. It's just the same thing. Why the, I like when the Yankees are relevant. I hate the New York Knicks. Yeah, I hate them. The NBA needs New York. I hope that. The Knicks win the NBA draft lottery tonight so they can get Zion, and hopefully that'll lure KD there. And once again, the Knicks will give me a reason to hate them because right now, mm-hmm. I don't care about them. They're irrelevant. It's bad yeah. when you don't care about a team that's yeah. in market one. Right. That's bad. Mm-hmm. I love it when I hate the Yankees. I love it when I hate them. I, you know what I mean? It's hard for me to hate the Giants because I, you know, I like Phil Sims and I love Eli Manning. So it's <laughs> tough for me to hate the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, obviously laughable to me because I don't think the NBA needs the Knicks to be to be good, to be relevant. The Lakers haven't been relevant for a long time. The NBA still does very well without the Lakers or Knicks. You know, but not being to the great me. Teams. Like, I still I like when the Lakers are good, and I'm not a Lakers fan. But you keep saying very good. We're not saying they're not doing good. We're not saying the NBA is falling for bankruptcy. We're saying they'll do better. So if you're doing good now and you're going to do better when New York and L.A. Is, 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 are good, that means you need New York and L.A. Well, they're to doing do great, better. actually. I don't but think they they're can doing do, but badly they can at do, all. But they will do better when those teams are relevant. Why? Because it's the top markets, Jerry. Okay. If you had Chicago, I L.A. Think for the and, NBA, that's different than if, most of the sports if, if you had Chicago, L.A., teams. and New York all doing well like they were once upon a time, the NBA was at, at a... At their best, when See, those that's teams a were false doing good. Narrative, I think, from past years, bygone years. I think nowadays, when you have teams like Oklahoma City, like Portland, like San Antonio, that reach conference finals or win NBA championships, the NBA's proven. How many OKC jerseys you see? It can succeed without the big market teams. How many OKC no, jerseys you see? There's a lot of Russell Westbrook jerseys out there. But, it's but one of the highest selling jerseys in the NBA. But you'll see, success is not what I'm talking about. To me, it's just it's the same in all the sports. I mean, I'm talking about the Yankees. In a lot of ways, I think that the NBA is protected against the times and the eras where the big market teams are bad. I mean, look at it right now. The Knicks are awful. The Lakers are bad. The Bulls are bad. All three are the three biggest markets in the NBA and the three premier destinations and organizations in those three markets. And you can't say that the NBA is not popular or the NBA is struggling. I think that the NBA in places like Oklahoma City and San Antonio and Sacramento – Places where in Salt Lake City, the basketball team is the only professional team in town. The NBA can still survive because it's so about stardom no matter where you are. And people in New York or Miami or L.A. can easily watch Russell Westbrook, even if he's only playing in quote-unquote Oklahoma City. So I don't think it's necessary. But do I think that the NBA wouldn't mind its most marketable star coming out of college in Zion Williamson? 
landing in the most marketable city in New York? No, I don't think they would mind that at all. I don't think they need it, but I certainly don't think they would mind it. In New York, Knicks fans have been waiting for a day where they could actually be optimistic. It's been a long time since Knicks fans could actually wake up and feel like they had a chance. Really got to go back 20 years since that was the feeling. New York City is a wonderful basketball town, and New York City still sells out Madison Square Garden for bad, non-playoff, lottery-bound Knicks teams. And they've got a second team in town, the Brooklyn Nets, who are certainly on the come and have their own fan base that's building. So does New York, the Big Apple, deserve Zion with all the heartache they've been through and yet fandom that still exists? Here's Boomer and Geo, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti on WFAN in New York. The most incredibly exciting college basketball player we have seen in the last several years will be coming to the New York Knicks. I am speaking about this like it is fact, because that's how these things happen. If you believe it to be, and you put that positive energy out into the world, you will receive good things back. That's what everybody says, power of positive thinking, uh, whatever that book Mickey Calloway said, the art of not giving an F, whatever it is. subtle art. Whatever it is, we are putting it all out there, and I'm telling you right now it's going to happen. I got these crystals in my hand. I got a jacket on from 1994. <laughs> I am in. I am in. We are all in. The city is on the same page. If you are the most negative, depressed, cynical, borderline ready to give up on the Team Nick fan for today. Come on back in. Come for on back today, in. come on in and join us. Let's hold hands. Let's look up to the basketball gods and let's pray together that this thing happens. And just like that, it's going to work. We got to open every house of worship and we got to pray. Yeah, man. We all got to come together under the blue and orange of the Knicks. I mean, we just have to. We have a. We just we just have to believe that it can happen. You know what? I, I have a feeling that I said no more sim lotteries, but yeah, I want to do. I just want to try this out. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna you hand do you, it yourself. No, I'm gonna hand you the crystals. All, all right. right. Put the crystals in your hand. Okay. All right. all right. Here we go. And just think positively. Think about that envelope. I'll open it up. Okay. Pulling the Knicks logo out of it, and they hold it up, and that feeling we're gonna have. As we meditate this, mm. that feeling as you're standing there looking at your television yes. and you say, it happened. It actually happened. The Knicks won the lottery. Zion Williamson is going to be a New York Knick. I can't believe it. I can't wait for the show tomorrow. It's going to be a celebration. All right. Are you there, Boomer? Uh, I am are totally you, Are you in your I house? Am, I am totally there. All right. Go ahead and hit the sim lottery and see what happens. Okay. If this happens... Boom! We got uh, the number two pick. Number here. two pick. All right. It's not great. Who would want that? No, it's, it's a Zion Williamson. It's but not all right. Great, but I'll tell you. So I feel five. I'm, your palms are sweaty, dude. Yeah, I know. It always. Why happens. are your palms so sweaty? Nervous. Could it be like, because he's wearing a winter coat indoors. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of clammy. Yeah, a little bit clammy. A little bit nervous. I got this winter. I'm I'm sweating. You know, I'm schwitzing, as they say. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it says New Orleans, who had a 26 percent chance. They get. Oh man, that would suck. And then all of a sudden, that old dream about trading a pick to New Orleans for Anthony Davis, if you get number two, that's a worst-case scenario. 
I think that might have no, been the worst case number, scenario. Have, look, I, I still say one, two, or three is going to be fine, but yeah. we got to get one. No, man. we got to get, get one. Got to get one. No, no, no. Let's Come not on, talk man. about two or three. We, it's, it's, all, it's all about I mean, one. I think Roscoe's right. Cleveland's got a million number ones. Exactly. Phoenix had the one last year. Come yeah. on. I mean, listen, they got Chicago put, had, you know, Michael Jordan, for God's sake. Yeah, think, think about. Think about just the, the plethora of crap that we've had to deal with i mean cleveland lebron james comes out hometown kid they win the lottery oh come on please they've got enough they're gonna put dan gilbert's son up there again who always brings good luck he's not gonna get it this time it's not gonna happen sorry not gonna happen i don't know if anybody deserves a zion more than any other city but let's face it knicks fans are a tortured bunch and if you Wake up and you actually have optimism surrounding the Knicks. You are just delusional because with the owner like that, James Dolan, and an organizational structure that's always sniping and backbiting and it's got no stability and nobody knows who's loyal to who, you can't trust that they'll ever dig their way out of it. And that ultimately is the problem, is that you've got an owner that's volatile, who builds a front office that's paranoid, and they can never get out of their own way. And so tonight... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of guaranteed hype and guaranteed energy and guaranteed positivity, knowing that Zion would come in and you don't have to wait and cross your fingers that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will be there. At the same time, is there ever a guarantee that if Zion ends up in New York, things won't go kablooey for him just like so many others have tried? We're talking about Zion, but how about Ja, who we mentioned earlier in Around the Dial? Ja Morant, Murray State could absolutely soar. Here's Jay Billis, ESPN analyst, who joined WFNZ in Charlotte and the Mac attack on Ja or somebody else as the consolation prize behind Zion at number two. Zion signs in delivered to number one. I think we all agree with that. Number two's interesting. R.J. Barrett's or John Morantz, what's your feelings on the second best player in this draft? Well, they're both all-star caliber players. You know, Zion's going to be the first pick. Uh, but after that, then it's a, a eye of the beholder thing. I think a lot of people are looking at John Moran as being the second pick uh, out of Murray State. He's a Russell Westbrook type player and a high flying athlete that can, uh, you know, really operate in transition and and incredibly explosive and just a sophomore. I mean, he's still a young player. Um, and then I, you know, I don't discount the the, the possibility that R.J. Barrett's going to be the number two pick. He was the presumptive number one heading into uh, you know the summer. And, uh, and then I think everybody saw what, what Zion really was. And, uh, you know, I saw it in Canada. And after, after I saw it, I was like, I told all our people at ESPN, you know, we need to gear up for this guy because uh, he's going to be on SportsCenter every night, even when it's, uh, when it's just in pregame warmups. And we better have the camera turned on during pregame warmups because the players <laughs> can dunk now. And, uh, but anyway, um, uh, I think the draft, though, really begins at four. Uh, because those are going to be the top three picks. Yeah. Now, whether whether Morant goes two or three, uh, that that's a certainty that those are the top three. The question is, what is what is the team drafting at number four do? No, that that is going to be interesting to see where we go from there. And, and one thing I will ask you on Zion, like I heard Jalen Rose with a take I had never heard anybody else really say in regards to man, I would I'd, I'd play Zion at center. I'd make him a small ball center. He'd be amazing. I mean, everybody's trying to figure out. You have this unique skill set. And it's we're trying to figure out what will he be like in the NBA when he fully develops. What do you imagine when you think about him down the road as an NBA player? Well, it, there's no one to compare him to because he's unique. 
Uh, there's never been a player like him uh, in the history of the game. Uh, there's never been a player like Zion Williamson on a basketball court. Now you can say, well, he does this like Charles Barkley, or he's kind of like this guy in, in the way he does this. But you're always adding to it. Uh, he's Charles Barkley, but he's bigger and more explosive. Or he's this, but he's this. You know, it, there's no direct co- uh, comparable to this guy, uh, direct comparison. Yeah. Um, so, he, look, could you play him at the five? Absolutely. If you can play Draymond Green at the five, then, of course, you can play him there. Yeah. But but today's game is more about the five that you put on the floor, not just one guy. Um, but he's going to – I think he'll improve his perimeter shooting to where he can consistently knock down a standstill three. Uh, but then everything else, uh, he's already got. And, uh, and he brings a tremendous um, – energy and vibe to the game as well and he's he's really basketball smart and basketball savvy a lot of the plays that he makes uh are made because of his mind and his anticipation skills and the like he winds up generating a ton of of offense off of his defense off of uh offensive rebounds and loose balls things like that stuff that you don't have to run a play for him and then when you do run a play for him uh he's he's very capable there too I think Ja's going to be phenomenal. I really do. I think he's going to be phenomenal at the next level. It's a league that has now been overtaken by guard play that's dynamic, guard play that plays above the rim, guard play like Ja Morant, and he can absolutely fly. I think Ja is the second-best player in this draft, and he should be taken number two overall. Finally... Whoever does not win tonight's top one or top two slots of the NBA draft will be crossing their fingers that in free agency they can make a splash as well. Heck, if the Knicks win the NBA lottery, they'd still want to make a splash in free agency. So the question is, what about Kyrie Irving, one of those players that will hit free agency? Will he stay in Boston? Will he head to New York? Will he head out to L.A. to join LeBron or the Clippers? There's lots of questions about what Kyrie Irving will do this summer. Does anybody know? Well, let's start in Boston with this speculation on WEEI with Ordway, Merloni, and Foley. I mean, I'm saying you're starting to get some balance here, aren't you? Yeah. We don't know what Kawhi's going to do, but if Kawhi stays, you got Giannis. You know, Philly's still building something down there. Oladipo comes back. Mm. I don't know. You know, I mean, okay. that's, that's four teams right there. So the question I have is, why would you go to New York Again, if you want to be the guy in your team, you're not if you go with Kevin Durant. He's the guy. You're the backup guy, okay? You're the Robin. I guarantee you, he's heard that a few times, the Batman and Robin thing. Do you think he likes being compared to, uh, you're the Robin, you're not the Batman? Yeah, he thinks he's the alpha dog. He thinks he's running the show. And and what's laughable is Stephen A., who's talking about James Dolan is is willing to do anything, get out of the way. Does anybody believe that? No, there's a difference. Wick Grosbeck, Danny Ainge have got a track record here, okay? They allow people to do their jobs. They've got a set structure. The Knicks have just the opposite. The owner doesn't like a fan sitting in the stands and he wants to throw him out. Because he, just, he doesn't like what the fans said to him. Are you kidding me? Does Kyrie would believe James Dolan, I'll get out of the way. And then what happens when you lose seven in a row? Anybody take a crazy owner's going to stay out of the way? Bring up, yeah, him, hold him for Kevin. That's a place for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. It's a place that's a place for disaster. And you've already heard national people sitting there going, they hope it happens. Why do they hope it happens? Because they want to see them lose. Because they want to dump all over them. I think people get just, they get confused by the way Kyrie is and 
you know, and how he speaks and his uh, his no. choices. What makes you say that? They get confused. You can't understand a they freaking word he says. Okay, but but I, but I understand him. I see him. Oh, you speak of, Kyrie? I, I do. I understand it. Okay, so I can only, no, I can bring only it hear down. it. Okay? Kyrie but Whisper. he doesn't, most of his choices, his career choices have been pretty damn good. His choices, think about from college, leaving early, um, movies, early, you name it, off games. the court. Doesn't matter. The point is, is that he knew what he was getting himself into. So I would say his career decisions for his own uh, finances and the betterment of his of his life have been right. Would you, would you agree with that? Would you agree for the most part based on his career decisions, basketball and off the court, well, based who on, he's aligned himself with, based on they've what, been good. Well, wait, a minute, they've been based great. On, wait a minute. Based on what everybody's telling me that he wants to go to New York right now he, after no, no, he no, left and wanted to go on. to his own team, sounds no, no, to me like so he's ready to make a mistake. Yeah, listen, listen, that's not the question. Okay, we don't. You're, we're, you're, you're not. We're not talking about what he may or may not do. He went to Duke so because far, Duke went out. Wait, and, hold and, on. So far, don't don't overanalyze it. Okay, that's your problem with you. Overanalyze. Very simple question. Yeah, you're a simple and you, man. And you, yeah, so and you I'm give trying a to simple, dumb it down you for you. Good. 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 Okay? Simple. You don't think you do good? Simple. The Christian. question. You don't think he screwed this year up? Listen, the way the here's decision the thing. to come here was okay. Yes. Okay, but how did he handle it? Hold on. Hold on. Listen. First of all, he handled it terribly. Okay, terribly. No one's debating that. That's who he is. That's going to be him anywhere he goes. So I don't care, New York, Houston, wherever. I don't care where he goes. You're going to get the same Kyrie. My point is, when people sit in the seat, people like Stephen A. Smith say, ah, he's, he's going to New York. No, we can sit here and we can put it on paper. And the best decision, the smartest decision, okay, ownership, fan loyalty, coaching, uh, is all here. More You can make more money here. They're going to bring in other talent for you. Winning is important here. There's a long history of it here, not only with this team, but the other teams. So, yeah, they're a little rough on you. It's one of the toughest places to play if you suck. But when you win, it's worth it. I think Kyrie Irving right now has a pretty good sense in his mind of where he wants to go, maybe narrowing it down to two or three teams. But, I don't think that he's going to show his card to the table. And I know that people have assumed that he's going to end up in New York with the Knicks, but I really don't think that he is committed to anything one way or the other because I think he feels burned by what happened with the Celtics when early in the season he told some season ticket holders that he would want to be back if they would want to have him. And that kind of came back and got thrown in his face. And then he said he didn't owe anything to anybody. That turn, I think, really ended up turning him on declaring anything early or showing his cards and he's a secretive guy anyway so my belief is that Kyrie Irving might have some general idea of the types of teams he might join but at this point in time would not want to be pinned down and certainly has not made a final decision yet that'll be the best in your sports talk for Tuesday May the 14th tomorrow we'll find out who gets Zion can hardly wait this is around the dial every single day I'm your host, D.A., and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Around the Dial. Subscribe now for the best daily recap in sports talk on Radio.com or the Radio.com app. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 